Morning Show on East Coast FM. Now, here he is, uh, Pete Weatherburn. Pete is Pete the Vet. He's got a website called Pete the Vet. You'll find him in person on the old Connor Road at the practice there, Brave Vet. So you're very welcome, Pete. Thank you, Declan. That's Good to be great. here. Thank you very much for coming in. And uh, Pete, um, just a, a question has come in here from Mary. She says, could you please ask, Pete, what I can do with five feral kittens? What age can they be spayed? I feed them all, so uh, they're here all the time with me. I can imagine uh, loads and loads of cats. Mm. I don't want to keep them all, as I suspect they're all female. Yes, well, it's great that Mary's engaging like that with these kittens because otherwise they do go completely feral. They can't find enough food. They're not vaccinated, so they get sick and um, they suffer a lot. So, what do you do? Well, probably the best thing is to engage with people who are used to doing this because it's quite difficult doing it as a novice. And so, if you go online, you'll find there's a website called Feral Cats Ireland. And that's uh, a, a, an organisation which has volunteers around the country who help out to some extent with uh, what needs to be done. And what needs to be done is these kittens need to be caught and that often means using a trap to catch them and they can lend you a trap often or we at our practice at Brave Vet we actually lend out cat, uh, cages as well. You catch the kittens, bring them to the vet, get them spayed or neutered, usually get the tip of one ear removed just snipped off so you can identify which ones have been done. You vaccinate them and you microchip them ideally. And once you've done that then these cats are identifiable um, and once they're spayed or neutered they can go off and live a, a wildish life um, but not reproducing and they can have a good life like that or if they're very tame feral kittens sometimes we will actually people will just keep them as pets and, and, and tame them over well, time obviously Mary is not catching them they're all there I'd say mm. um, because they're all getting fed uh, as yeah. well uh, and yeah. uh, she's coming to the stage where she feels she has to do something about them five <laughs> cats running around the house it sounds like they're a bit older now but you really you could get them spayed any time from four months of age but like I say, I, th I think getting help from somebody who's used to doing this is probably the best way forwards, because otherwise, you know, as, as a complete newbie, Mary, you will be, you know, there's a, there's a very steep learning curve, and it's, it's better to get the help of somebody who's already been up that curve, and so they know the ropes of so what you're the doing. The website is? FeralCatsIreland.org. Okay, another one here, uh, a lurcher, five, presumed that's five years old, likes lamb bone to chew on and all that. However, when the bone gets spiky, should we take it away? Well, my answer to that would be yes. Um, like most vets, I have some anxieties about dogs having bones, especially cooked bones, because they, can't, they do tend to crunch them up uh, and there are dangers for sharp pieces of bone damaging their mouth or they're being swallowed and damaging their esophagus or or getting stuck in the, the their intestines and i suppose as vets we do see cases like this uh, and we, we see the sometimes what can be very serious consequences um i know a lot of people out there will say nonsense dogs traditionally have eaten bones for thousands of years and there's nothing wrong with it at all and so i am I'm aware that there's 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 different viewpoints my view is you should simply be aware of the risks so sure maybe if you want to give your dog bones that's fine i would prefer giving them uh safe chew toys things like those r red rubber kongs stuffed with moist food and then deep frozen if you give them those then they're much safer they're much less likely to harm themselves and they enjoy them just as much um but there are different views out there okay now uh, i believe a bit of uh, 
the work you do intruded on your love of fashion uh, because <laughs> Peter was at a fashion show last night. Uh, so tell us more. <laughs> yes, I, I was, I was, I was. I felt very honoured to be asked by Milo's Mission to speak at their fashion show. I have to stress, Declan, I wasn't a model. I wasn't walking up and down the catwalk or dog walk, whatever you call it, um, with the clothes on. But I, with the clothes on. But I was, um, I was speaking there, and there was a lovely crowd. Um, of I don't know heading for a hundred people uh, and uh, it was at, it was at um, Fisher's in Newtown Mount Kennedy um, the, the 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 clothes shop there they hosted the evening and so they, they have great clothes there and they had lovely sort of casual models just I suppose <laughs> punters um, were getting up on, on and walking with the clothes on and and great descriptions of the clothes and a very very enjoyable evening but more importantly it was a fundraising evening for a charity called Milo's Mission. And I think the really interesting thing about Milo's mission is that Milo's mission fits the mould um, of the new way of dog rescues. Now, traditionally, dog rescues would be um, places like Wicklow SPCA where you'd have a, a rescue centre, you'd have a bunch of kennels where rescue, dogs are surrendered or, or stray dogs are, are, are put in there and they stay there until they get their new home. And that indeed has worked very well for many years. But one of the problems right now with rescues across the country... They're full. They're absolutely full so, to brimming. And they, all their kennels are full. They've no space to go. To sum up this, it's a foster... In so the foster in people's homes. So any of you listeners out there, if you have enough space in your house perhaps to, to have a, a dog living for a few weeks or a few months, you can Contact Milo's Mission, and they um, they'll they'll give your dog to look after for a while, and and they help you out with things like food costs and other costs and so on. The only problem for Milo's Mission is it's a big fundraising effort uh, to keep the show on the road, and and so I was delighted to be able to help them. And if any listeners out there feel they'd like to contribute either by fostering dogs or cats, they do cats as well or by contributing some funds um, to, to the charity. If you go to the Milo's Mission website, you'll find out all the information there. Great, and uh, thank you to Pete Weatherburn, Pete the Vest, 